This is the Floorball Guru Podcast, Episode 17. Welcome back to the Floorball Guru Podcast. Today we're going to talk about what it takes to get in, get involved in floorball. Now, most people, when they're talking about floorball, they just maybe found out about it. And you might be finding out for the first time that the sport exists. And so you're kind of looking at, you know, through YouTube and kind of looking at videos and just kind of getting a, a, a framework of what the sport is and maybe how to do it. The biggest challenge that everyone's coming from is everyone has different needs and goals and outcomes and funding sources. And so it just kind of takes a little bit of kind of deciphering what route is best for you. What I found when I started was uh, just getting getting it going. So I was fortunate enough in my program in particular to uh, purchase some equipment for the school that I work that I work at and kind of get the ball rolling. Um, I, I spent a lot of time going online and, and looking at resources and kind of getting an idea of what the rules were and building it from there. Uh, beyond that, uh, at the time, there wasn't a whole lot other than just kind of talking to different people, reading reading up and kind of trying to educate myself on the sport, and then kind of watching how the game was played and getting kind of an understanding of, of just the little nuances that floorball have uh, versus floor hockey, for instance. And so once I was able to kind of figure out some of that stuff and kind of focus on the educational piece... Then I was able to kind of draw in my other experiences working in youth sports and instruction and and actually just start teaching the sport. Because most people, they don't understand what it is and they need a a general framework as well. And so the learning curve that you're going to have when you're starting out is probably a little bit higher than those that you're working with. But together, you're going to kind of move exponentially with each other that as you learn and as they learn, you're going to be able to do more. Uh, they're going to be actually able to progress a little bit further. And then you're going to get to a point where you're actually playing the the full-fledged sport in and of itself. So the biggest uh, hurdle that you're going to run into, again, is it just depends on where you're at. Uh, what resources you have available, and then actually just getting people educated and getting people going. And so what I have, what I think is one of the more important pieces to it is, again, that educational piece, looking at and finding resources that will get you to the the next level uh, within your progression uh, as you learn and as you grow. This whole function of getting people started to play floorball was a big component that I was focused on because I saw a lack of resource, a lack of availability, um, and maybe a lack of voice that was out in the markets talking about floorball and uh, connecting it to where I was at, where we're working with groups that have never heard of the sport, never seen the sport, and now I'm kind of tasked with trying to figure out how do I reach them where they're at. So I wrote a book, The Floorball Guru Primer, uh, and that whole focus of the book is built around education, and you can continue to kind of flush it through that way, but it's an educational resource. And when you're starting out, 
it is more important to make sure that you're following a real basic understanding of the game and but at the same time making sure that the the sport is fun and when you're dealing with kids they want to have fun they're they're building through they're having a good time and so you really really want to make sure that the the fun is the key component what you build into it with things like the safety uh keeping sticks low things like that is going to build into all part of that but that is a learning curve that you have to set the framework for in order to get to that level and so it, it takes more time in, in the beginning to just kind of drill in some of those components but then as people learn and progress they're going to start making those decisions on their own and that's really important and why i think when you're starting out to take it slow to really kind of hone in on what are the basics that we need to be kind of concerned about and so I kind of break it down as, you know, your basics are uh, sticks need to stay below your hip and you can't touch the ball with your stick above the knee. You already can't use your hands uh, and you can't use your head to trap the ball. You can use your body to trap the ball. But um, utilizing those two real key basic safety uh, components, which are rules within the game, I find I traditionally have less uh, issues of sticks coming up or kids that uh, kind of just wildly swing their sticks around. And with that allows us to kind of progress to the next stage where we're actually a little more, a little less worried about getting hit with the stick or we're able to control our stick and have a little more fun with it. And then we kind of build in kind of the, the focuses to that. So once you kind of create that framework, then you kind of build into, you know, even on the first first time you've introduced the sport, giving that basic framework, then you can progress into scrimmaging and actually playing the sport. And, you know, if I've got a group, for instance, and I'm working with them for two hours, this is it's a quick progression that I try to get through because I want to get to playing the game because that's where the fun is and that's where where they're going to have have a good time and they're really going to get to experience the sport but i think too many people want to jump to let's just scrimmage without first front loading the kind of the key components of the game um and, and i think spending a little bit of time doing those key components you know front loading what the experience is what are the rules how do we actually play the game and then maybe doing a drill or two or, or a fun activity within the sport um, and then playing scrimmages is going to lead to an overall uh, more of a a better experience for those participants that they're going to want to come back or at least they walked away going that was a lot of fun uh, maybe it's not for me but at least I enjoyed myself when you're starting out and you're looking at maybe a clinic or a demo or some of that other stuff, I think it's really key to kind of hone in on, on that crucial component because you want people to come back. You want to give them a taste of what they've just experienced, but then also give them a reason to come back, a reason to want to continue. And that basically floods into the next phase if, if you're kind of mapping out you know, I'm starting doing this floorball clinic that's going to lead to instructional classes. That's going to go to a league and then tournaments. And we're going to be able to then expand it from there. If you're not doing that front loading sequence when you're starting, it's going to have a harder time. Or if you're not feeding in from one to the next, it's it's not it's going to be harder to already clamor people's attention. And we're trying to set people up for success. 
And floorball's already playing a catch-up game in most areas around the country because they don't have stick sports uh, everywhere. Or you didn't grow up playing stick sports for, for a lot of different people. And so we have to kind of take them back and say, okay, you're going to have to learn a brand new skill. And that skill might be a little harder and you're going to get frustrated with it. And maybe you're just going to revert back to, well, I already know how to play basketball. I'm just going to go play basketball. And so when you're starting a new program, you really want to make sure that people are going to be successful in what they're doing and taking that time to hone in and build and give them opportunities for success is going to benefit you in the long term, benefit your program, benefit those those players, and it's going to continue to hopefully push through. So when you do uh, that, they're, that they're signing up or they're talking to uh, their friends or the, or the parents are talking to each other. And don't forget that, when, you know, starting a new program in particular, your best marketing strategy is word of mouth. You can do all the Facebook ads and Instagram ads and, you know, marketing and all this other stuff. But really, the most effective form is still word of mouth and that person to person uh, interaction where people are saying, what is your kid doing or how do they look like they're having fun or wait, what is floorball? You signed up for this. I want to I want to learn more because your your son just talks, your daughter just talks about it all the time. That's where it's going to continue to grow. So keep working at it. Keep growing it. If you're starting a new program, don't worry about it. You're going to struggle. It's going to grow. But if you want more information about the sport, things that I'm trying, things that I've done, things where I failed or successes that I've had, check out uh, my website, www.floorballguru.com. And if you're looking for a solid resource, check out my book, Floorball Guru Primer on Amazon.